tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz no, we're on. begin! Oh. Right. Told you. You did tell me. We have a little applause. Yay! That applause was for... Beginning of the show. The beginning of the show. And the show we just watched, too. Yep. 178. Okay. Hello, and welcome to UFC AfterBuzz TV. My name is Dari Baranato, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, George Hermosa, and Mr. Jay Tan. Hello. We are going over UFC 178, Johnson vs. Carriasso. Whoa, they were not the only fights on the card, guys. That was a stacked card. Probably the most stacked UFC uh, pay-per-view, especially, that we've seen maybe in the past year, we maybe, said. Maybe ever? Ever? No, no. It was the most stacked UFC card, but it also delivered. Yeah. Uh, Very good point. Like one that, from a year a year ago. but Almost, Very good point. From yeah, top delivered. to bottom. It was one of those cards where at any given point... Any one of those card, any one of those fights from the main card, including the uh, main event for the prelim, mm-hmm. could have been a main event. Whether it's a fight pass or a mm-hmm. UFC, totally Fox agree. Or, I mean, yeah. Dominic. Uh, when you have a card that puts Dominic Cruz on the prelims, you have a stacked card. I'm just psyched that we actually got him on the prelims, yeah, or on the card at all. On the card at all. Finally, yeah. after three years, a nice return for the Dominator. Yeah, there. they said it was a uh, thousand and twenty nine days, I believe. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, close to three years. So close to three years. Okay. So. He Happy com- belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. That's right. You were in Vegas last week, but you weren't in Vegas for the show. I was in Vegas for five days, and I leave three hours before the UFC. Ooh. Should have snuck your way it's in. It's not right. Um, I had to get back to you guys. I, ha- I had to get back to training. We missed you, too. I had to get back to see my friends. You look so pretty. Oh, thanks. You look, you look a lot... Like, uh, Do I look now, re- yeah. oh. now, that you're actually, now that you're actually of age, like you're looking pretty. Oh, you're, that's look, what you're it looking is. pretty good. I'm looking, looking pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I can buy you a that's drink, that's the connotation he now, made it in. Now that I can consciously uh, get you drunk and not feel guilty about it, mm-hmm. not feel what guilty about it. Oh, I thought he said gitsy. I, was I like, heard gitsy. Uh, too. Yeah, <laughs> and gitsy, gitsy. That's a little bit hanky boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bit. You don't have to feel guilty about it. I mean. Illegal drinking's been going on for years. It's like I was playing... Oh, listen to this. I was playing blackjack in Vegas, and the dealer's the like... The day after you were 21, of course. No, the day off. would have been... The yeah. night off. It okay. was like 12.30. I turned 21. I was like, bring me champagne! And so... And chips! And chips! <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, right away was the chip, got the chips. And the dealer was like, oh my God, it's 21st birthday. Happy birthday. Let me teach you how to play. And I was like... <laughs> hey, did you, did you win anything uh, in blackjack? I already know how to play. What do um, these new ones do? <laughs> did you yeah. win anything in I, I did. How much? I won like $1,000. OMG. Yeah, o- over the course of the four and a half days. Party thank you, thank at you. Darius' house. Well, what, I what? Had, I had my mother. What, what? I had oh, my, doodle. My doodle. Doodle was there. <laughs> I had my whole family on the table. So the money was staying within the family. Not literally. Yeah. Figuratively. Figuratively. Okay. Sitting at the table. Just checking. J-Tan. Um, so 
we all won. Yeah, that would have been a little weird if she's on the table. Um, there were other <laughs> girls on the table in the pleasure pit. That's what it's called, where you sit and you gamble. There's like a pleasure pit section. Oh, is that the one where they stand up and they're dancing right in the middle? Yeah, of and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on here? Where were uh, you at? Circus, circus? Uh, Planet Hollywood. Oh, super fun casino and hotel. Don't say. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and Misha Tate was doing a signing there at the fight shop, and, and so you guys was... thought we w- fell off topic. Yeah, he thought bringing we fell off to topic. MMA I'm there. bringing it back, baby. <laughs> and Dolce Diet was signing his book. Super good book, guys. Check it out. Um, okay, so 10 percent of the ticket sales this week were sold in Ireland. Do True. we know why? Connor. McGregor, the notorious one, came over. The notorious, and, and he won over the whole uh, the whole crowd. Anybody that ah. wasn't a, an Irishman fan, they are now after the knockout he did that slapping in the first round or Dustin Poirier. Yeah, Not bad. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> uh, no, that was a super good fight though. But let's start with Dominic Cruz. Okay, guys, yeah. we had Dominic Cruz. He was he was the last prelim versus Tiaki Mizugaki. Uh, good job. Thank you. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, when you're confident, well, you just keep saying Takeya. it. Takeya. Takeya Mizugaki. Takeya? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not teriyaki Mizugaki. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear, I didn't I didn't say hear teriyaki. that. I didn't hear that either. It wasn't that bad. Takeya <laughs> Mizugaki. Dominic Cruz, who never even lost the UFC Bantamweight Championship. Let's talk about that. He's yep. now ranked number 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, he hasn't fought in almost three years. Yeah, so, I, mean, I know. It sucks, though. The last time he fought, it was October 1st, 2001. But let's wow. talk about, let's step back and, and talk about the history. So, yeah, yeah, 2011. I okay. was going to say. Dominic, uh, Dominic Cruz was the, uh, um, was the UFC bantamweight champion. Yep. And was scheduled the first for... first ever bantamweight champion. Yeah, that's right. Brought over from uh, from WEC, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just transferred over the title. And was uh, scheduled... He was a coach on Ultimate Fighter versus mm-hmm. Uri Faber, and that was building up to a rematch. They had fought once before in WEC for the championship and was scheduled to fight uh, um, at the end of Tough. Unfortunately, Dominic uh, tore, correct me if I'm wrong, ACL? I think so. You would think after three years of talking about it, we would remember yeah. these things. And but like, as, as he was coming back up, back from injury, he got hurt again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Joe Rogan mentioned it was probably because he was training already. Like, he didn't... He didn't let it fully heal. Yeah. Right. Before. That's right. It. There was one thing after another, and, you know, this has been one of the most interesting stories in, in UFC. It, it, probably one of the most sympathetic stories in UFC history in a long time of the return of Dominic Cruz, because he was an incredibly dominant, pardon the, uh, the unintended pun, champion. Uh, read out, look at some of his stats there. We're, we're checking them out. One, two, three, oh. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, I believe. Twelve, twelve wins in, in a row. He beat the uh, who's wow. of the band. I mean, probably Dominic Cruz has probably got the best uh, feet as mm-hmm. far as like yeah, a, as he a fighter is goes. infamous the for those feet, footwork, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and you definitely and he, saw he, he beat the champ Demetrius Johnson, mm-hmm. who we watched That's win right. against Knight, he defended against DJ yeah. at 135. That was, his, that was his last fight. Yep, before before, before he, was he done. got hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, you know, this has been three years in the making of him coming back, getting surgery to repair his uh, his leg. Then that had complications. Then that was uh, that got fixed and he healed up. Then right. I believe a groin injury more recently. Yeah. Uh, upon his return, and you know, he was scheduled to fight Barrow, I think. Because uh, possibly they, they had yeah. given Barrow. Uh, yeah, I think when Uriah, uh, Uriah Faber was scheduled to fight Dominic Cruz for the uh-huh. Bantamweight title. Dominic got hurt, so they put Barrow in that for the interim title. That's right. Barrow actually right. won. Hennen Barrow. Right. Hennen Barrow actually won. Uh, he won on a rampage, beat pretty much everyone with the exception of one person. Um, TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, 
ironically, the teammate to Uriah Faber, whom Dominic Cruz was supposed to face two years uh, prior to that. Right. So, you know, they unfortunately, the, the UFC held on as long as they could in terms of uh, keeping Dom as champion yeah. while on the injured list. Finally, right. after two years, did have, have to strip to. him of the title. Yeah. Two years, you can't have a title be uh, be that, what's the word, uh, inactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it was a smart move. It was yeah. the only move, I think. But he's and, back. He's at number mm-hmm. 10. And he, Dana White said he gets the next title shot already against I, TJ Dillashaw. I think it helped the way he beat Takeda Muzagaki. I mean, Let's talk about he that. was yeah. like, yeah, holy, where was this Dominic Cruz it, back in the day? Because a lot of the wins that he had was by decision. And, right. you know, and Mizugaki as well. No joke, Both of those guys, really, if you look at their records, Mizugaki right. and Cruz, you were figuring this was probably going to be a three-round decision. Definitely. But, I thought it was. I didn't think there was going to be any finishes. Yeah. Mizugaki's ranked number five, Dominic Cruz number 10, mm-hmm. former champion. Uh, it, beautiful takedown by Dominic yeah. Cruz in the oh, first so seconds quick, of the too. fight. Like you blink and right? you miss. Oh my God, it was beautiful. Um, Mizugaki was crawling up the cage to try to get back up. Dominic mm-hmm. Cruz shoved him, stopped Kept him, him yeah. and started hammer fisting away, and mm-hmm. they stopped it, and that was it. Yeah, one minute, uh, <sighs> one minute, one second. This was probably. Yep. The best Dominic Cruz that we've seen, ironically, um, cer- certainly in the past three years it Definitely. has been. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of finishing rate, wow. I don't know the last time we saw, I don't remember the last time that Let's, Dom finished somebody. Oh, you want to look at it? Yeah, but, why, uh, why you know, I mean, really it's been a, nice... a while. He hasn't finished somebody in at least four years. I mean, that was wow. because of a doctor stoppage because the other guy broke the hand. Um. Yeah, not really and, known for being a finisher. Right. To right. his credit, I mean, he's faced legit guys: Scotty Jorgensen, DJ, Joe B. Uh, yeah, Joe B. Yeah. Uriah, of course. Um, but that said, you know, this was. I mean, he. I don't even know how to put it. You know, a guy that has a record of decisions like that, and then comes out and finishes in, right. in a minute. He was eager. He was so hungry. Feel, it's like yeah, when guys come back from injuries or, or long leaves of absence, they either come back mm-hmm. amazing yeah. or significantly worse a little in bit my yeah opinion. sometimes a little bit hesitant right. you know a bit of ring rust that, that's the thing back. you can say there was no ring rust Amazing. at all on this guy no yeah. not at all and a great comeback story like a feel good story to know that he finally got over that hump yeah you know and he's a likable guy when he mm-hmm. got on the microphone at the end of his fight I was like oh I, lo- I missed hearing him talk uh, except it was really funny right before he was leaving I don't know if you guys caught this you did I did you were in there with me Alpha Fails yeah oh that was so great yeah looking forward to facing uh, TJ Dillashaw as a uh, title def- well TJ's title defense right against uh dominic and of course uh team alpha male mm-hmm. home of your eye favor and it's uh, funny because he said TJ. in an interview he's like dude i like everybody and alpha male it's just uriah that i can't stand right yeah, yeah. well Even, i'm sure that was a dig towards uriah in general although yeah, yeah. he decided to but he's like yeah take i get along, team out with, I get along yeah. with tj get along with joe b get along with just uh mendez but right just uriah is a prick <laughs> yeah, so i think i thought that was kind of those funny guys there it is. for a while anymore um but 61 seconds. Mm-hmm. He sat there afterwards and he took in the moment mm-hmm. for another minute. Mm-hmm. Longer than what his actual fight was. Definitely. And Joe <laughs> Rogan was like, how you feeling? You know, you're looking around. You're kind of calm. He's like, honestly, I'm just taking this in. Mm-hmm. He's like, this was... Uh, he couldn't believe the comeback he had. Yeah. I couldn't believe the comeback he had. I mean, speaking of comebacks I was and just feel good say, stories, we had another segue. The, next, the winner of the next fight, oh my if God. anything, that... That alone was a was a comeback story yeah. on its own. The things yes. that Kat Zingano has gone through in the last year, year and a half, mm-hmm. holy cow. Yeah. Seriously, that is a woman that I would never want to mess with. She is someone who has the heart and the talent to be the best in the world, mm-hmm. but she also has 
the motivation and the reason. She, you know, she has a son. She's obviously a single mother now. Mm-hmm. She lost her husband, mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace, uh, a year ago, two years ago? Two no, years? maybe like what? Middle of nine months ago? Early, oh, okay. Earlier yeah. this year. Yeah. Okay. Earlier yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, although you said they were estranged, it's still a hard loss. It's still, obviously, the, mother, the, it's still the father of, father of, of, of a child, you know? Um, that was on top of an injury. Right, already the, being out know, for an injury. Yeah, and, and that injury happened uh, right on the doorstep of mm-hmm. a huge opportunity for her. She was about right. to, she had beaten Misha Tate and won basically her uh, her coach ship, if you will, for against Ronda and Ultimate Fighter. What Ultimate ended up Fighter, being yeah. Ronda, a season of Ronda versus Misha, mm-hmm. which certainly de- delivered some great fireworks, probably wouldn't have had the same fireworks uh, had, had it been, been Kat and Ronda, but it was supposed to be that uh, those two coaches, and then the injury happened, mm-hmm. and then of course the, the tragedy with her uh, with her husband there. So, right, yeah, that's that's a tough one to get over as well. Not quite the same length of time as Dominic, but that's a lot in a year to swallow, and then to come yeah. back uh, that she, strong. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> she fought Amanda the Lioness Nunes uh, mm-hmm. herself within the top ten, and and I thought you know she's a is credible opponent um mm-hmm. has had some great uh, great experiences and good wins and uh cad goes on the way to to finish well i'm sorry not to, yeah 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 to finish in in round three mm-hmm. um and you know that was a closely contested battle very back and forth really dominant a lot of scrapping and and pounding ground and pound with uh, with the two right. ladies um but uh, an impressive performance even that's a little bit maybe come from behind at least yeah, yeah. I, first. Think, I think Nunes had that first round. Nunes absolutely. won the first. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, she was. Uh, she took the fight to her. I felt uh, got her on the ground mm-hmm. and uh, and the damage. Yeah, real, real damage yeah. from the top. Yeah, Cat was stuck there. She did. Uh, she was trying for an arm bar, but for the most part, that first round, Nunes imposed her will and was yeah. on top in the first. And then, then suddenly, Cat came back, and round two and three, we saw a completely different woman. Right? Yeah, I, round two and three, those guillotine suplexes, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we were sitting there watching, and I guessed every time she did it. Yeah, she would get her in in kind of like a loose guillotine from the front, and then. She would just suplex her right over top. It's like she dropped her body weight and then threw Threw. Amanda's body over. Oh, my God. Almost like George and I can can talk about, you know, the DDT in pro wrestling. It really was a very similar move where you drop down, almost driving the head into the ground. But in this case, (sighs) Nunes knew to to go with it. Right. As we talked about that wrestling That wrestling, it definitely is similar to wrestling. Where the head goes, the body will follow. So ridiculously strong. Yeah. She those arms. Guys, (laughs) Guys, <laughs> I was I was looking at those arms and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. they have they have to have some power behind it. And we saw it used for those suplexes. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't know how much finesse that move is more than strength. It's strength. It's really a strength mm-hmm. move. Um, but either way, she got her to the ground and yeah. maintained top position once she once she, yeah, she initiated the takedown. She was really punishing Amanda from yeah. top, just I like mean, Amanda was it, in the it first. Totally time. puts a whole new light to this. I'm sorry, to this upcoming bout with Ronda Rousey, I think it has already been announced for January 3rd, mm-hmm. which right. is the co-main event for, uh, what was it? Was oh, it? I'm not sure what's the January 3rd. I think it's uh, Jones-Cormier, which That's actually, what, coincidentally, yeah, yeah, yeah. was supposed to be tonight. September 27th was originally That's right. John Jones-Daniel Cormier. Before the brawl, right. and more importantly, the uh, Jones' injury. Because mm-hmm. I know it, it was skeptic that it would be Weidman, uh, and then she would be the co-main to Weidman. That Rhonda was? Yeah. Rhonda wants on the... the she wants on the John Jones Cormier. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Um, but yeah, Dana White already come on saying that Kanzangano is the next, the next. Mm-hmm. It's hers. No issue with that. I mean, she definitely proved it. She, I mean, it's been long awaited. Yeah, she was supposed to have this fight years ago mm-hmm. uh, when the Ultimate Fighter was going on, like we said, and she didn't get it. And now's her chance. Well, now's it's, her time. It's like the thing with Dominic Cruz. It's like you coming back from a long injury, right? Just kind of puts you on there just to make sure you still belong, right? And they definitely still belong. Kai. Both Dominic Cruz and uh, yeah. it's kind of like I think they should do with Gina Carano. Give her a comeback fight and then give her the title shot. I read, I read a, I read See a she quote still got that it. said Dana White that said she is the most difficult <laughs> I, I human being. And I think I think somewhere inside I, I heard I even heard it. I heard Jay Tan go. Eh? I told you, told you, <laughs> told you so, told you, Darren. But, but well, he was more blaming it on like her people. Yeah, the, yeah. He, he didn't say her literally. Reps, he, he was basically saying her lawyers and her reps are yeah. well, opinion the ass to deal Apparently, with. shooting two movies between now and the end right. of the end of the year. Right. I've honestly, I've really questioned since they brought her back uh they did an interview with her at strike force prior to even the sale i believe just right. beforehand saying that uh gina was going to come back and she yeah. kind of had this deer in the headlights look going hi guys mm-hmm. uh, i'm back yeah that's almost my exact impression of gina at least in that one interview and you know i just i, I kind of questioned it and i, I question it now again yeah still. I, I don't know if it's going to happen if it does happen good for both of those women because they're going to make more money than they've ever seen in their lives mm-hmm. and probably the biggest public platform either of them have been on that'll be a huge match for 2015 yeah. I, I mean come on as we start to wrap up the year you know maybe we can talk about the best of 2014 and what to anticipate for 15 of right. course we knock on wood Hopefully, we've still got uh, Anderson Silva and Nick Diaz. Oh, my God. I can't um, wait to see that You know, fight. possibly the return of GSP. Mm-hmm. Next year, you know, especially if these, these women, you know, uh, or, or even if Betch... Well, let's see what happens with Betch Cohea. Uh-huh. If she continues to make her mark in 2015... She'll get a title see, shot. Yeah, we could see a really stacked next year in terms I of think major fights. You are absolutely right. I think 2015 is going to be a huge year for MMA. For UFC specifically. I mean, I feel like there was a lull in this year where there was so much content, Mm -hmm. but a lot of our big stars were kind of injured. And I think next year they're all going to come back and it's going to be like that ambush of amazing, amazing cards. Could be. Um, I want to go back to the Kat Zingano fight real quick. There's one major hole in her game that worries me against Rousey. We were talking Mm. about this vaguely while we were watching it. She got taken down... But yeah, by Amanda Nunes and was inside control and got dominated. Mm-hmm. That's what Rousey's going to do to you. She's yeah. going to judo toss you and she's going to land in judo in judo side control. Yeah, and do the exact same thing except she's going to finish you. Yeah. So I think Katzengano's game plan, or you know, she should go home and really focus on getting out of that bottom position because yeah. that's going to be danger for her. Well, not to talk out of two sides of the mouth, but in the same breath that we talk about. Um, Dominic Cruz not having any ring rust that can be a factor. Perhaps that was a factor. This was the first round that right. of her over a year uh, hiatus. You know? right. So it can be understandable. I, I could understand yeah. something like that. Going okay, this is. I need these five minutes to kind of get my uh, get myself together. I'm back yeah. in the octagon she here. Did. Let's go. She came out so lively though. Like I I mm-hmm. I want to say you're right, but she came out so aggressive and so ready to fight. Um, not to say that there's not ring rust there, but I almost feel like sometimes when people come back rusty, it's mm-hmm. they come in slow and lo- lo- you know, and they're kind of like hesitant. She was not hesitant, no. but she did get taken down. So yeah, she- we'll see. So we'll see. I would like to see to see her do good against Rousey and maybe go into the second or third round. Yeah, should be interesting. <laughs> I can't but wait. We'll see. Uh, then we had Tim Kennedy versus Yoel Romero. Yeah, the Soldier of God. 
This yeah. was interesting. No comment on that. Oh, well, let's comment a lot about... Let's talk about the match and then uh, that that controversial moment between rounds two Very and three. Um, Yoel Romero did finish uh, Tim Kennedy in the third round. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the time exactly, but it was a, uh, by TKO, I believe. Yep. Uh, tagged him with a left and uh, and dropped Kennedy and followed up with uh, with more ground and pound. Right. Uh, Kennedy was on his... Uh, um, was was really stunned and I think scrambling, trying to trying to survive. You know, he was pretty rocked and was was on his stomach. And Yo Romero just kept throwing uh, more lefts, and Big John McCarthy stepped in. Yep. Now, th- round one, uh, I think we both felt was very dominant for uh, Yoel oh, Romero. I agree. Perhaps not dominant, but uh, strong enough. Um, yeah. And and this, you know, the aspect of going into this match was was really interesting. But uh, in that, they were very. Um, each guy it, styles make matches, and mm-hmm. it seemed like these guys' styles were were meant for each other to really challenge each other. Um, Romero won the first round. Kennedy really, I think, came back kind of like we saw with Amanda, or I'm sorry, Cat uh, coming back in the second round. Mm-hmm. It seemed like between rounds one and two, Tim Kennedy really got his head together mm-hmm. and uh, came out. It was still still close and competitive, but uh, Kennedy's striking was better. Uh, you got a takedown. Um, Around the two and a half minute uh, mark, and uh, you know, clinched, uh, landed a lot of uppercuts in that uh, clinch, kind of a tie clinch, you know, dirty yeah. boxing style. I would have gave Kennedy that second round strictly for those last ten seconds of that round. Mm-hmm. He yeah. finished it well. Yeah, it yeah, was, it was, it was kind nice of like fight. a dog fight round. It was really like a brawl. It really yeah. became more equal than the first round. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with Tim Kennedy in the first round was that he couldn't deal with Yoel Romero's pace. Mm-hmm. I think Yoel is so fast. And like Joe Rogan was saying, he's calm and he's going like 50, 60%. And then all of a sudden he explodes off yeah, of that. Yeah. And you don't expect it. And it's really hard to time. Yeah. And it seemed like it was, it was tough time uh, judging his distance as well. That, Tim, that Tim was too. Swinging yeah. And he was swinging and missing. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, so this controversy happens between rounds two and three. And we can all talk about what we mm-hmm. saw individually. Yep. Um, and it's getting a lot of play on uh, on the internet as well. Um, essentially, the uh, there's a w- one minute between rounds, and um, I almost want to look. I'm dabbling, or I'm looking at my notes here to make sure I got it right. We had the minute up, and uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission inspector, who was there, to uh, he ushered out the um, at the one minute mark, ushered out the cornerman. There was a big slob of Vaseline over the cut on Yale uh, Romero's uh, left know, eye. No. Yeah, yeah, left eye. This was a controversy that happened. Did his corner man put there, to be no, clear? No, not no, his it was, corner. The, it was the cut guy. Was, the cut was it the cut guy? It was the uh-huh. UFC okay. cut man. And um, I believe that Big John came to uh, came to Yale Romero's corner and uh, told somebody, uh, told the cut man was gone by that point. So I think right. he was talking to the uh, the uh, Romero's cornerman to wipe it off. Um, it was way too much. Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I think. That, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think even uh, by that point, like at first, Yoel Romero was still on the stool. He was still sitting down, but uh, the NSAC inspector and the cornerman had already left the cage. Right. No, no. The NSAC inspector was standing right there, I believe, and mm-hmm. he was sitting on the stool. And the NSAC inspector seemed to be screaming, right, "Get off get the out. stool! Get out! Like, right, what are you right. doing? The minute's over." He was talking to the cornerman, saying, "Get out!" Right. And, but Urell, Urell stayed on the stool. Yeah, and then John came over. Mm-hmm. I think originally his intention was to say, "Dude, what are you doing? The fight's about." That's right. You should be in the center. And he then was, he saw 
the Vaseline and was like, dude, take that off. Right. And that's when he called back the cornerman. Uh, the cornerman and he who, pretended he didn't understand. Yeah, who proceeded to wipe down everything except the Vaseline on the He was wiping his back. He's wiping his front. Right. And John's like, no, wipe the cut. Right. And he got pissed and grabbed the rag. And, and John wiped, I was going to say, he yeah. wiped the uh, wiped the cut himself. Yep. With his glove, then grabbed the rag and presumably like wiped it off. Threw his it out of the cage, told yeah. everyone get the hell out, and right. told Yoel to stand up. Now this up. was an extra Yoel. twenty-eight seconds between rounds, and Tim <sighs> by that point had already rocked, walked out to the center of the cage and said, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, yeah, and wanted to go. I think Tim was really in the zone and, and felt like he was uh, his momentum was going and probably could have finished Romero early in that round. Yeah. So that's then a finally, yeah. So those those thirty or twenty-eight seconds or so, um, and he was uh, sitting down on the still recovering. Yes. Getting an extra couple breaths. Really, I think the the biggest effect it had in that fight was that it messed up Kennedy more. Because Kennedy's over there watching his opponent sit and, you know, mm. relax. Well, he's like, dude, come on, I'm freaking ready. Like, it's, yeah. it's really frustrating. Someone who's so eager to go back out there and... I have a tough time. Yeah, so Romero gets off the stool. They, they take it out. And the match goes on, and then uh, Romero finishes him in the next minute or so. Right. Ta- tags him with a with a left early. Right. I have, I, I think, a couple things went wrong here. Right. But I don't know how much it necessarily helped. Those extra 28 seconds necessarily helped Romero. I question that. Um, because when they first started out in the third round, I saw Tim Kennedy take a big huff. Um Romero looked sluggish. He didn't look fast. Didn't look like he had his energy. I, it seemed to me like Kennedy was in better shape at that particular moment than right. Romero. I think he was digging deep, pulled out the intestinal fortitude. But Romero tagged him with that left that dropped him. And that's yeah. kind of what I felt going in that, you know, Tim Kennedy, I, I would never question his, uh, what's the word? His, his grittiness. Mm-hmm. The stuff that that guy has done in the military, there's certain guys like that or Stan where right. y- you just, you're gone beyond ever questioning their grittiness. If right. they have it in them, you're going to see that. And I feel like that was the case with Tim. But that said, Yoel Romero has the power that if he lands correctly on you, that's going to be a bad day for you. And I really mm-hmm. think that that's probably the the thing that happened. It didn't help these 28 seconds. Right. It didn't help Kennedy. Anyway. I think, okay, these are all natural factors that could always happen in a fight, things like this. I mean, there's always, you know, something crazy that could happen and it could throw off your game mentally. I think it's part of fighting though. And I think we, yeah. we see this in other scenarios like, I don't know, a kick to the groin and the guy gets an extra breath or when guys spit out their mouthpieces like George said and mm-hmm. that gives them an extra breath and it might, you know, mess up your opponent's head. Whatever it may be, things like this happen and it is part of fighting. So to blame the win or the loss on that, uh-huh. I don't think that's fair. I, I I don't think, oh my God, Tim, Tim Kennedy lost because Yoel Romero got 28 seconds more right. breathing. I don't think that's the case. Did it mess up Tim Kennedy's head mentally? And made him come out differently than he would have 28 seconds earlier? Possibly. But once again, it's, it's That's factors hard to of measure. the fight. I, I don't know that you can The closest that thing so I can much. compare it to, which is someone told me this the other day, yeah. uh, Marina Shafir's last fight, mm-hmm. she went into the cage wearing spandex, lo- long pants. Mm-hmm. And right before she was about to go on, the ref or the commissioner came up to her and was like, honey, you can't wear pants. Didn't they have to, they cut them short, right? And they cut her, her spandex into shorts right there in the cage. Okay. Now her opponents, this obviously took, I think three or four minutes, maybe longer. Her opponents standing across the cage waiting to fight, you know, that much longer, whatever the case may be. She, Marina Shafir goes into the cage and gets knocked out for the first time in her career. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was talking to someone and they were like, dude, if that was me, that would have messed up my head so bad. 
And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, you know, you walk out to your walkout song. You're all ready. You're all pumped. And then the, mm-hmm. the, the commissioner taps you on the shoulder and says, excuse me, can I cut your shorts? Because you didn't wear the right one. Like, you know what I mean? Things well, like that do play factors. Not saying it's an excuse or yeah. you can say, oh, I lost that fight because I cut my short, cut my pants. But <laughs> that's, you know, shit happens. Shit happens. I'm not yep. buying. I mean, you got to roll with the punches there, especially. Right. Pardon the pun, rolling with the punches, but you're a fighter in a cage. You're allowed to do just about anything. You, you have more leeway in, than any other combat sport. Right. Kicking, submissions, wrestling, yeah, punching, you know. Um, so you're short, you gotta cut your shorts a little bit. No, don't let that take you out of the game. Otherwise, you should be working on your mental a little bit more. Right. Or those 28 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I don't know that that would have made the difference, but I can understand Tim being angry at the, uh, um, the the lack of procedure or lack of sticking to the procedure. It was a hiccup that happened in between rounds and it shouldn't have happened. Right. Um I a couple things. I think that the uh a few people are, are here to blame. It, you know, if blame blame may be even a strong word, but it's just the perfect storm of things going wrong. Uh the cut man put way too much Vaseline on that one cut. Perhaps he was thinking to wipe it off and then got rushed out and didn't have a chance to. Right. Or maybe he was left it on. I don't know what he was thinking, but there was a big gob that didn't need to be there. Um, and it's not a rookie cutman either. Um, you know, he's, he's worked UFCs uh, for a while. Um, the cornerman didn't take the stool. Um, not only that, they, did you just see how slow they were walking out of the cage? Yeah. I didn't notice it myself. Well, Joe Rogan mentioned it. Like, Joe Rogan mentioned yeah. it. Like, even before that whole yeah. thing happened, they were like, dude, that their cornerman is taking their Stalling. sweet ass little time yeah. to get out of the cage. Oh, yeah, like people that. were very lively at, at that moment. Even, even Joe was, you know, kind of super energized. But right. uh, the cornerman forgot to take the stool out and... Forgot. Forgot. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, we we can't know. When you're in the heat of that moment, George, when you're in that cage, he can speculate. Yeah, though you can kind of yeah, you can speculate, but you know that's that's inferring something that we don't know. Don't have any uh, you know uh, any proof that that's exactly where the the cornerman's head Still was. A little, you know. But Romero, more than anybody else, should have gotten up when the inspector is rushing guys out. When you see your cornerman leave. That's time for you to get ready to fight again. And your your Romero stayed on that stool when he should have stood up, and 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 then the stool would have most likely the stool would have been grabbed. It, at least the the NSAC inspector would have grabbed it, um, and we would have continued on with with the match. There wouldn't right. have been that same delay. Right. If there's a delay, let's put it like this. I know this. I believe this for a fact. Um, if your Romero had stood up and that gob of Vaseline was still on there. All right. John would have taken a look at, at your Romero and said, wait, 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 called for a towel, wiped that off. And then the match would have continued. And I and nobody would have questioned John, you know, in that moment. Um, so at the end, it's like I said, it's a perfect storm of things going wrong. Right. In well, that I think moment. John was trying to play by the book with having the cut man wipe it off. I don't know what the regulations are there, or what the stipulations are. Yeah. But I, I guess it's it's makes sense to have the cut man wipe the cut off mm-hmm. but then he finally got fed up and was like screw it give me the freaking towel you know what i mean yeah. and took care of it himself yeah. which got the fight underway anyway it was a great fight both athletic both it really ended competitive up winning fight of the fight night of the night ended up winning fight of the night yeah. rightfully so really was a great scrap either it, way it, it was a close first to eddie alvarez and donald Cerrone, <laughs> yeah which we're going to talk about that oh, was we'll a good fun one too uh, next is Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. There's been so much talk about this guy. He allegedly sold 10% of the ticket sales to his, to his peeps back in Ireland. Well, the 10% of the ticket sales were, uh, were to Irish. Right. Presumably people coming Presumably over. Presumably That's people. about a thousand tickets. Mm-hmm. Now, 
You know, on the amateur circuit, <laughs> that's a if, lot. If of you tickets. got that person, yeah, you're signing that person up and keeping them exclusively if you can. But um, of uh, of an attendance that I believe was about ten thousand five hundred forty four, so just under eleven. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing the number in the post fight uh, press conference. But that's that's about a thousand tickets you're talking about. Thousand Irish citizens, men and women, coming over to see this guy fight. That's crazy. That it really is. And, and what's it, a plane ticket from Ireland cost? A lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. I what, a thousand? Probably like a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, something. So um you know, clearly the guy drives local uh local economy wherever yeah. he is. Hey, but it's Vegas. I mean yeah. those those Irishmen probably wanted to come to Vegas anyway. Yeah. I had fun in Vegas. It's Ireland's answer to uh to a Brazilian. The Brazilian that throngs that you know, travel to right. Anderson Silva or uh, Jose Aldo, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, Conor McGregor goes into this into this match talking very big, and this this probably had more heat than any other uh, any other. That match was my on the card. number one fight I wanted to see the most yeah. last night. Really, yeah. Conor McGregor? Mm-hmm. Well, you- it was mostly. I'm a big Poirier fan, but just mm-hmm. putting them together, I'm like, dude. This is the fight I want to see the most. Mm-hmm. You got you, that, the Eddie Alvarez, and then like the championship match, championship fight was like the fourth fight. I'm like, Ooh. it's it's but true. There, not there that it was so a bad thing, but fights, then, yeah, yeah. There was just that that's how stacked it was. Well, because I think the the main event was the only one that didn't have a story behind it. I mean, it really mm-hmm. wasn't too much to tell. Right. Uh, whereas the other ones had some some drama leading up to it. Yeah. First of all, the results. It, uh, it was first round TKO mm-hmm. by Conor McGregor. It ended in how many seconds? A minute forty six. A minute forty six. Yeah. Um. Connor really took he it to him. He was confident. Mm-hmm. He came out there. Joe Rogan was like, "Oh, this is a title. Uh, this is a huge match. You know, up on the up on the main card, pretty high." And he looks so calm. Connor's got one of those strange stances that almost that I think could would irritate an opponent even more. So, first of all, Dustin was very heated about this whole thing. He took a lot of Connor's comments very, very personally, right? Mm-hmm. Which was probably the the point. It, probably exactly what, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly his exactly intention. What and, wanted to do. Yeah, and and he was amped up, I think, more than we've <clears> ever <throat> seen him. And then for Connor to go in there and have this kind of karate side stance, hands low and measuring Dustin, there was a good uh, minute or so of, of feel out period. Mm-hmm. Um, very like Anderson Silva like, I, I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And the first part. Yeah, it just, uh, Connor landed, uh, who's throwing a lot of, uh, hook kicks and spin kicks, um, landed with a kind of, oh, my notes here say left hook slash straight, which I guess is like a left diagonal. It was a hooking left straight, well, if you it was, will. It was, it was almost like an overhand left. Yeah, okay. If there yeah. is one from there. Yeah, I, uh, that's why I will never be a coach or cornerman, <laughs> to be sure. Do or that, a trainer. Do that overhand hook left straight thing. Okay. <laughs> yes. To that area. Le- uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the Between the face, eye and the nose. The face. Through the left from the right. <laughs> uh, but it did land, uh, dropped Connor. Yeah. And, or, excuse me, Dustin, Dustin. And Connor followed up with hammer fists and more punches before Herb Dean called it off. This was, Connor called it. He said he was going to finish Dustin in the first round. TKO or KO? In his speech TKO. at the end. TKO, yeah. yeah. In his speech at the end, he's like, uh, I don't pick fights, but I pick rounds. Yeah. 
He's like, I'll, fi- I'll pick which round I finish. Yeah, he's on some Babe Ruth stuff here. He you really know? is. Making the I call. am such a firm believer that fighting is like 90% mental, mm-hmm. maybe like 80% mental, 20% of athleticism and everything else. But it is so mental. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. we see it. Look, look at, look at 90% of our champs. Look at Ronda Rousey. Look at, uh, Conor McGregor. These guys. John Jones. John Jones. They screw with your head. Mm-hmm. And look what happens. I mean, you cannot not be intimidated by these people yeah. unless you have a similar mentality that matches up with it. And then, okay, you both equal each other out. But Con- confidence Dustin, can take you far. Yeah, That's the it really thing. can. Yeah. Going in there. Talking the talk, walking the walk. I'm, and a little, I'm a little upset at McGregor, though. And his post, not the post-fight conference, but the post-fight, like, uh, you know, with the panel. Yeah. He kind of, like, uh, I think he kind of revealed the secret. So they were asking him. They were like, oh, well, so how was the bad blood between Poirier and yourself? Dude, I don't have any bad blood. That's all uh, hype. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, He's yeah. like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he just took things personally. But, you know, that's what I do to, to, do the, to hype the fight. Oh, I'm like, God. oh, what are you doing? You're revealing everything. <laughs> You're doing everything your manager told you not to yeah. do. But, I mean, yeah, that guy... I said it uh, yesterday. I said it today. I know whoever wins the uh, between Aldo and Mendes next month, right. mm-hmm. put him up, put him up against McGregor. Not to say he's going to lose anytime soon, but dude, just milk it. Book the yeah. stadium in Ireland, the biggest stadium you guys have. Right. I think it's eighty thousand people. I guarantee you can have the crappiest undercard. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. You don't. You can fly out guys to pay them like a thousand, two thousand, just economically. As long as you got McGregor on that main event, I agree. It'll sell out and then some. There's definitely, definitely. The, yeah, philosophy Absolutely. of when the iron is hot, you strike. Yeah, certainly with matchmaking because there's just way too many other factors to uh, that have to fall in line mm-hmm. that you don't want to risk it putting it so far out. Now a lot of people are saying that McGregor is uh, McGregor should have to fight somebody else. No, he should. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But he's not going to. From uh, from a business standpoint, he is actually yeah. probably. You think so? You think he's going to have I think I think he is, but that's just my like my from a business standpoint, but book him in an Ireland stadium. Maybe we, did you remember the reaction right. that he got? From mm-hmm. that small stadium, I mean, according and I don't know how true or I kind of want to see how true this is. They apparently like, the whole country like shut down to like watch this fight last night in Ireland. That's what they kept mm. saying like wow. over and over again. Rogan and Goldberg were like, "Oh, everybody in Ireland is watching this yeah. fight right now." Right, like, I'm sure the they were. Thing. I mean, what Ireland's not that big into American sports like we are. I mean, they probably did shut down their but whole they love town their for fighting. their love. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really do. It's like Brazilians. I'm I'm of two minds. I I guess I could understand uh, wanting Connor to fight another fight before getting a title shot. Mm-hmm. But that said, the UFC does have a record in the past of of making matches that make more economical yeah. sense, like a Brock, than, than necessarily. Uh, um, I mean Brock Lesnar. Yeah, in his title shot. Yeah, he got it like in his what, wasn't it? Third, he got it against in his third fight in his third UFC fight. Was that he uh, lost his four man tournament against Randy? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he lost to Frank Mir. Mm-hmm. He beat Heath Herring, and he faced Randy Couture for the title. And he beat Randy Couture for the title. But then again, mm-hmm. he was probably the biggest pay-per-view draw for them, right. for them at that right. time. I'd be hard-pressed to to remember exactly the, the heavyweight neighborhood at that point. But, you know, his clearly his star was on a rise. I, I'm, I'm thinking more so specifically um, um, Chael. You know, when, when we talked mm-hmm. about uh, when Chael got his title shots, um, a lot of people didn't necessarily uh, think that he was in line for it. He kind of talked his way into it. <laughs> What's going on over here? She kicked me under What's the that? table. It, okay, footsies, kicking, whatever you want to oh, call it. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, you guys, are you guys sharing waters over there? Why is there no. three? Mine is this over is here. This is vodka, <laughs> and this is tequila. 
George, George is hiding behind not just the computer, but also now two, two different after buzzes. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Got a bit of a kick. That, that was a good so, fake step. I do think, though, I you know, I wouldn't be totally mad. I would understand if they decided to book a show in Ireland. Although, you know, I, who knows how far out they're, they're booking. I mean, we've talked about a few shows into early 2015. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not going to get another show uh, with Connor in 2014 unless unle- well unless something oh. happens with uh, Aldo and Mendez yeah yeah I mean um, they they booked uh, Frank Edgar Cup Swanson I think that should be the number one contendership uh, I agree with that said, who knows who knows but maybe maybe Edgar or Swanson will face McGregor for the yeah. number one contendership so who knows well that would be nice or yeah. if Frank Edgar McGregor would be badass be I was right? gonna say if <laughs> Edgar or Swanson gets injured you throw in Conor McGregor in there that Definitely. makes sense yeah but suddenly if they decide to book uh, let's say March or April next year they decide to book Ireland alright right um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, maybe they they book that after this upcoming Aldo fight mm-hmm. and then they announce uh, Conor McGregor in Ireland um, early next year yeah early ti- to mid next year timing's weird because of the yeah. the Mendez Aldo fight so it's like yeah. do you put him before but then he doesn't get it God, after I, I know McGregor is praying every night that Al- uh, Mendez gets hurt yeah, I, I would be <laughs> I mean that is a huge huge shot mm-hmm. yeah I love watching McGregor fight anybody um, I really do I'm, I'm a McGregor fan I am I like were you it. before I am too yeah I was I, I didn't We. I think we were all kind of waiting to see if his hype was real yeah. and if he could handle a real battle we haven't seen him in many battles I have yet to see him in a battle this wasn't a battle. He finished it in the first True. two minutes of the fight. But he did beat the number five guy. But he did exactly. So where I'm going with this is that his I t- his, the mentality that mental thing he does with his opponents it's working mm-hmm. and it's going to continue to keep working. He's a total package. He's he got the, the it package. factor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was you know people are talking about him comparing him to Chael when Chael's rise to uh, verbal fame and. I could, I, I could see the comparison. Whereas, yeah, whereas Chael was very good um, mm-hmm. and, and had Anderson Silva's number in the first match, um, nobody really saw his legacy, his, his past title uh, or his past matches as something that dictated equal to what he was to the way he was talking. Mm-hmm. Whereas Conor McGregor, you know, he talks the talk and walks the walk. He does. I, I felt, that, felt that, you know, pretty much since I saw, saw him. And, uh, um, yeah, th- this proved it as well. I want to see him go a three to five round fight. Mm-hmm. I want to see him go in there and really... You want to see him have a dog fight? I do. I want to see his, his cardio. I want to see his how his mentality holds up, how his, how his mental mm-hmm. strength holds up. I want to see where he goes in three to five rounds. Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of people wanted, you know, with Ronda as well. Like Everyone kept wondering, yeah. when is she going to get taken out of the uh, out of the first round? Misha Tate thing was the closest closest mm-hmm. we've seen, yeah, the, the rematch. Mm-hmm. And that that's a lot, too. It's like, okay, rematch is, you know, you know what to study, you know what to expect, and she still mm-hmm. still beat her. But, oh, that fight pissed me off, though. It's like, why? why do you keep trying to take why her down? Why are you wrestling? No, I know. It's like, you're going to get judo tossed every time you're even going to try something, but yeah, she kept doing it. I'm like, oh, thing. what are you doing? But we have we have Katz and Ghana that beat Misha Tate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soon to fight Rousey, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, next, we have Donald Cerrone versus Eddie Alvarez. I love Donald Cerrone. <laughs> he's a guy, he has a really weird stance. He's very upright, and he's mm-hmm. very stern. He's tall. Like, he is very tall. And he, a trained, well-versed Thai boxer. Yeah, and that. He he always seems so, uh, like, almost, like, tense. But I mm-hmm. know he's very calm. But it's like, oh, his stance almost makes him seem really tense. Mm-hmm. Like, intense and... 
and sturdy. I'm guessing he's probably pretty intense in there. Like if he, you've, if you felt on like his shoulders yeah. or his, his arms, I bet it's really tense. Probably when when he is in there and ready to go. He see, yeah, he seems it. Even stance. his face a little bit gives it away. If mm-hmm. you look into into his eyes, which I'm not saying I was doing or anything, but you could see like the because the cameras were too far away. <laughs> yeah. Stop running. <laughs> no, he, he has nice blue eyes. Um, <laughs> but like you could just look at him and say, okay, he's. Don't, don't mess with him when he's in there. Yeah. Um, very unlike Conor McGregor. Yeah. Uh, he fought Eddie Alvarez, who's ranked number 14 right now. It's almost Roni's ranked number five. He was ranked, or did, did they just rank him? I think, well, they just ranked him because obviously this is Eddie's first uh, first match in the right. UFC. You know, but did they rank him before the show? Uh, I don't remember seeing like a number I don't next know. to his name. Really? No, I, I did see him ranked at uh, 14 recently, but okay. um, that must have been. After they announced this match, I would think, or right after the signing. I'm kind of curious why they didn't give him a title shot to begin with. Because they usually do give the other promotions champions uh, the title shot. Whether it's Nick Diaz. Like when? Nick Diaz. uh, They gave him. No, no, no. He fought BJ Penn. No, no, no. Who am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know that that's the case necessarily. A lot of guys will come over. Well, some of the Pride guys they gave title shots maybe, too. Maybe Pride. Anderson, yeah. Not well, the other organizations. Yeah, uh, Rampage um, versus Dan Henderson, but that's an anomaly. They bought the promotion. They owned that promotion. By the same token, they bought um, WEC. You, um, right. I believe you had, uh, you were supposed to have unification matches. Well, just I, that right? one. Just Pettis. Oh, not not unification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you're right. Um, yeah. But, I mean, but even so, it's like, yeah, I guess so. Because, I mean, they didn't give Jake Shields, they didn't give Hector Lombard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you've got to prove yourself in the UFC before you do. You do. I mean, match. my teammate, Christos Yagos, he's making his UFC debut on the prelims, and no, he they, has championships in three organizations. Right. They did give Nick Diaz the, the title shot, but then GSP got hurt. Remember? Look up your chronology. You got the computer in front no, of you. No, I'm saying Nick Diaz, they gave Nick the title shot, and then that's when, remember, he didn't show up to Is that the, when he bought, the they bought Strike Force? No, it was even before they bought Strike Force. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Hmm. I don't remember that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could remember that psychology, uh, uh, that history, chronology. Yeah. But Let us know. The match itself, Cerrone and Alvarez. That was exciting. Yeah, another another one that could have been fight of the night. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Cerrone took it via unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right call, because I know a lot of sometimes the decisions we don't really agree with, but in this case, I do think that absolutely the across the board. Yeah, twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I it was Alvarez competitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I gave Alvarez the first one. I think he was really impressive. But I'm, then I'm really shocked that over. Cerrone didn't go down with those uh, those dirty boxes. He had him. Mm-hmm. He had him in like a tie clinch. clinch with one arm. He was holding the crown of his head, yeah. and the other. He was just. Fl- I mean, talk about a flurry. It was like a thirty punch. I wish I knew the exact numbers, but it was like a thirty punch flurry. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just uppercuts and hooks and uppercuts and hooks. And you know what's kind of scary oh. is that Donald's head wasn't moving in that one, <laughs> and it really didn't seem. Once they broke apart, Donald didn't really seem phased. I said, I, yeah, I was like, I don't even think that phased him. Mm-hmm. And if Maybe. that's the case, then you know uh, that's that's it doesn't shine well, you know, on Eddie's power. Yeah. Now, yeah. we know that Eddie has knockout power. You know? Right. Well, it but. is cl- it is close distance, close quarters, so mm-hmm. it's hard to get that leverage. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that volume alone looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Eddie looked really good in the in the first round, uh, landed those uppercuts, uh, clinched him, clinched the cowboy against the cage. Right. Uh, but then the second and third round, cowboy came back. Um, they were trading the second. They were trading punches and kicks. Mm-hmm. Um one stat I noticed I thought was interesting. Cowboy was very effective with his kicks in the second round. And Eddie was throwing and landing very well with yeah. his punches. Uh, they threw up a stat. I believe the numbers at this, at this point 
you know, which was at least halfway into the match. Punches thrown, Alvarez landed 26, and Cerrone landed 8. But then kicks thrown, huh. Alvarez... I'm sorry, uh... Cerrone. Cerrone landed 22 and Alvarez landed two. Oh, wow. You know, which speaks to the height difference that was there. Yeah. Eddie, uh, Eddie Alvarez at 5'9 and Cerrone, what was it? Yeah. Uh, 6'3? Pretty was much. We were talking about it last week when yeah. it was a huge uh, height difference with Rinda Kai and uh, Misha Tate. Misha, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a six inch difference that, and I asked her, I was like, what do you think is the biggest advantage or disadvantage to finding someone that's shorter than you? Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, just another reason why, just maybe that height difference really does make a difference mm-hmm. with yeah. the reach. Uh, but yeah, those kicks to In the Cerrone's where, case, it was the reach for sure. Landing yeah. his leg kicks on we, the outside of You saw Eddie Alvarez leg. going for the body shots on mm-hmm. Donald Cerrone, and that's so smart because a guy that's mm-hmm. that tall has his arms up here protecting oh. his face. Yeah. You have. 90% Wider gap of your body open. Of the torso, yeah. Go for the, go for the, the mm-hmm. liver, the kidney, whatever it may be. Yeah. It's wide open. Um, Donald Cerrone. He really chopped down the tree. I think that, that was the strategy that seemed to work was, uh, taking, landing those leg kicks. And, yeah. and finally in the third, Eddie dropped, not being able to stand. <laughs> and that's pretty bad when you, when you drop to the ground because one leg got kicked so much. I mean, mm-hmm. the pain he must have been in to drop on his back in the middle of the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was weird, though, is Donald Cerrone followed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seems a little unorthodox. If I would think that if he dropped, I would stand up and be like, you have to stand You're up. You're well in the third round. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much on your way to, to winning the match. And, um, you know, somehow uh, some, somehow Cerrone decides to, to go down with him and continue right. giving Eddie more of a shot than if he had standing. And he- it's funny because I'm sure Cerrone wanted to finish him. But if he would have just backed up and let the ref stand him up, and yeah. the ref would have saw that he can't stand up, it would have been finished. Exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. But Cerrone said at the end, he's like, man, I was tired. Hmm. I, I was so tired. And I'm like, really, dude? You knew the fight was over. Let him stand up. Watch him wobble a little bit. Yeah. Hit him a couple times. It would have been over for sure. Yeah. But he took it to the ground and let it let it, let it time run out and wrestled him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a bad decision. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Donald Cerrone for keeping top position for those last seconds. I think we'll see uh we'll, we'll see better from from Eddie going out, you know, you can Yeah, I agree. Here, here here's the thing. Um if Eddie had won this match, a lot of people were saying there would have been a huge reflection, a great reflection uh on Bellator. Mm-hmm. And he didn't win, but I don't right. think that that necessarily hurt. Uh I, I don't think it necessarily worked in the, in the uh in reverse uh, right. that that there was a bad shining on Bellator I don't because think so Eddie at all. was super competitive, you know. Yep. Eddie does have a place in the UFC. And they, when Eddie when Eddie was in the UFC before, did he know Donald Cerrone? Been, no, this is oh, the first time. This is the first time. Yeah, in the UFC, so he's mm-hmm. one of those guys that came right over from Bellator. Okay, mm-hmm. so he ne- he didn't know the Donald Cerrone that we know. So coming in, going I'm sure against he the guy, him. I mean, I'm sure. He, oh yeah, I meant yeah. yeah. He never competed against him or competed against. I'm sure guys. some of his teammates have fought him. I'm trying to think who. Maybe Donald and uh, Melvin Gillard. Eddie it, Alvarez it, is Black Zillions. Correct. That's so, what I'm thinking. Yeah. I know he's. I, so. I know Melvin's not there anymore, yeah. but no. Um, at any rate, though, you know, in the Top main event, uh, you know, after all of these these great rounds, I these know. ferocious rounds in in the main event, Demetrius Johnson defending his title successfully against mm-hmm. Chris Carriasso, uh with a submission in the second round. You know, quicker one of the quicker finishes to the mm-hmm. to the whole show, really. Um, Johnson controlling wrestling. Amazing in and out movement, like always. He's mm-hmm. always so quick on those feet. I, I don't know how he moves that fast and still maintains stamina for more mm-hmm. than one round. Uh, he took it into the second and finished it via Kimura. Yeah, yeah. Didn't expect that. 
textbook championship performance yeah. from bell to bell. Yeah. Um, and this was the uh, this was the match that uh, well th- this finish won old Daddy J here from the uh, the fight pool of the night. That's right. Last night you were at... Uh, you, you and your $1,000 and me and my 90 bucks. <laughs> but at least it helped justify uh, more chicken wings for the night. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. You were at Patrick Malloy's down in South Bay Area. Hanging out with Southie Rob and the Systems Training Center guys. He's hanging out with my team without you know? me. What's up with that? Well, but, somebody was in Vegas. Or no, somebody wasn't. I got back. I was a little tired. So you could have been there. Could have been there. Chose not to. I could have won 10 bucks off of you. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, what if I would have won? <laughs> Actually, no. with your luck, that wouldn't have surprised me either. Yeah, I, you would have walked away with a it. With lucky. A thousand... I am a bit lucky, especially when it comes to gambling. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Knock on wood. Next time, you're buying the pizza tonight. Then, oh, pizza! <laughs> Two weeks out of my fight, pizza. That's okay, Jay. You can just buy it for George and I. That's messed watch up. us eat it. That's messed up. <laughs> um, you, can, you can feed me if anything, if it makes you feel better. Ooh, I don't know if that makes me feel better. Oh, but footsies will. <laughs> I'm really fidgety. I don't know. It's okay. Hold on. I, I, too I can get, mu- I had I can too get much the water. message. Oh, no, I'm just, no, I'm just making your shoes dirty. Yep. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. This I, is going okay. somewhere else. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I want to see Demetrius Johnson. Not that this will ever happen, but I want to see a rematch. Demetrius Johnson and uh, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz. Yeah, I would love to see that. I know the different weight classes are different points in their game right now, but I would like to see that. 2016, I would guess. Yeah. Not impossible. Not impossible. You know? Well, it depends. It depends what happens with the title shot and stuff the title like that. shot and, you know, DJ continuing to clean out. And if he's looking for super fights, possibly going back up. Right. I, right. He's not interested in that, so he says right now. Right. But that's not that to say that so you can't do that as a non-title fight. He's in that you know? division where it's him and then everyone else. Yeah. John yeah. Dotson, like he's Ron hurt. Rousey. But, I mean, he beat John Dotson already, even though John Dotson would probably be the best matchup for him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He beat him already, and he's hurt. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't really know who, to, who who's next, to be honest with you. Jeez. And next week, we've got a double shot, and that is going to come to the end of our... We do. We have Nelson and Story and yep. McDonald and Safadine. Ta- Tarek Safadine, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, October 4th, we have two... I think one's in Canada and one is in Halifax, Halifax. and then yep. well Halifax, Canada, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sweden. 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 Yeah, Gunnar Nelson Sweden. and Tim Story. Can we hear your best Swedish Tim story or Rick, I'm sorry, Rick Story. I don't know Rick, a Swedish the accent. Horror story. I'm not even going to give an accent Rick, a shot. The horror. The horror. Not the horror. The horror. Not the horror. The horror. The horror. The horror story. Uh, here we go the with, the, with the West Coast, horror. East Coast accents. The, the horror story, and it's in the month of <laughs> Halloween. There you go. And that's going to wrap up what six weeks in a row, I believe, of back to back UFC I'm events. So None. tired of you guys. Stop UFC. I, I'm not tired of you yet. I'm so tired of you guys. I, I really still- hope. I really hope there's not a show during the week that where I don't get to see you guys he, on Thursdays at five o'clock. He's discussing- tired of us because he sees us <laughs> twice a week now. You guys can see us, like Jay Tan was about to say, on Thursdays at five p.m. live on AfterBuzzTV.com, talking about the Ultimate Fighter. Hmm. After, guys, we're getting kicked out. That's the wrap up music. Right, give you give your Let's shout outs, J Tan. As is usual, I'm all over the social media, J Tan seven one six, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I want to say uh, happy anniversary to Mike and Carol, and happy Aww. birthday to my assistant Lila. Hey, now hey. get back to work. He uh, doesn't have an assistant. You can follow me at DairyB28. Oh wait, that's yours. Not my bad. Okay. <laughs> Are you saying you want to be me, George Armosa? Maybe. You did win a thousand dollars. 
I want to be me too right now because <laughs> of that sole fact. Okay, fine. Don't follow me at DairyB28, but you can <laughs> follow me on Twitter. What are you looking at? Nothing. I'm, I'm just waiting. You can follow me at Dairy... Uh, dairy. You can follow me on Instagram <laughs> and, and uh, Twitter at ghermosa.com. And then uh, you can watch me Wednesdays on The League. Oh! After show. Three After, after Buzz. Buzz shows. Cool, yeah, I'm cool, getting up cool. there. And Thursdays on The Ultimate Fighter After Buzz TV. 5 p.m.? Four Central. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see uh, what you did there. <laughs> Dari Bernardo. You can follow me at DariaB28, as George already told you. Guys, I'm fighting October 11th at Maverick Stadium in Aldento, California. You can buy tickets. Thank you. You can buy tickets. Uh, go to my Facebook at DariaB28. Type in Dari Bernardo, whatever you please. And you can buy tickets. There's a link. Buy tickets. Do it. California Road trip from Los Angeles. George is driving. What? Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to drive so drunk. Guys. <laughs> you did not say that oh on the internet. Oh, my God. I'm going to scream over you. Okay. We have Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw in the near future. Kat Zangano, Ronda Rousey. So many good fights coming up. Anderson Silvanic Diaz. Anderson Silvanic Diaz. <laughs> what else? You've got to see an upcoming fight. Uh, uh, Frank Gilbert, Cup Swanson. Me and some more chicken wings. Sir Edward, ah! Sir Richard, whatever your name is. Take it away. Sir Richard Wentworth. Wentworth. Thank you. Wentworth. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.